All right, we're live. Welcome back. Yeah, we're here. We did it. Hey. Hi. Happy uh, happy anniversary to John. That's where he is this week. Yeah, happy anniversary to them. Five years, I think he was saying. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's what it... Man, time's just going by real quick. <laughs> I'm just going. Five years. What... We probably say this every time, but like, which anniversary is that? I feel like five is probably something important. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I guess that's more. Well, we should ask him next week if he does it, if he if, did, if he followed the rule. Yeah. See if he knows it or whatever. So five is wooden. I know he wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've it. actually heard that one. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll see if he did something wooden yeah. next week. But yeah, that's what John's been up to. What have you been up to in the last week? man i started a new shift so i've just been working like i don't know i there's anytime there's like a change in your routine it takes a little sure. bit so that's been taking up my life right now <laughs> yeah new shift which is why we're we can go uh live earlier now which yep. is definitely appreciated so for those who want to watch live seven pacific eight mountain time is the goal yep going forward what caused the shift change um we needed I, uh, I, I mean, I can't get into specifics. I needed to be yeah, there, yeah. uh, at certain times for certain things. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right yeah. on. And it worked out because I kind of wanted to like not be sitting around for two and a half hours in the middle of the night doing nothing, which is what I would do before coming home. Like literally just like at on the my end phone of the night. for two hours. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Got to, got to sneak a DS in there or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, it's so boring. But so now I kind of have more to do during the day. It makes it go by a bit quicker. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Right on. Very cool. I'm trying to think. Not, not a lot's going on with me. Did I watch anything? What was last weekend? Dumb Money, the uh the GameStop um yeah. okay. meme stock movie. How is it? That was that was pretty enjoyable. Um I mean I had been kind of, you know, following it as um because it, cause it was like in the news on, on video game news sites. So I was following yeah. it tangentially. So I, I knew some of it, but not all of it. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, enjoyable. I, I don't know if it's, I'm probably not going to see it again. Yeah, but, that's uh, fair. Did you uh, follow any of the news that came out of the Netflix like animation event thing that they had? No, like I've been yesterday? bombarded with it by other people, but no, like... I've seen a few things that like is are coming out and whatever, but I haven't looked into them or seen trailers or anything. I hadn't watched the trailers, but I was just kind of seeing like, you know, the thumbnail and, and like yeah. what it was. There's a lot of good stuff that I'm excited about coming out. Like, um, sure. Scott Pilgrim, the new, yep. uh, Castlevania looks really good. They announced devil may cry, which yep. maybe I'll check that out. They announced tomb Raider, which maybe I'll check that out. All good things. Uh, oh, uh, the part two of Masters of the Universe Revelations. I loved part one of that He-Man show, so I'm very excited for more of that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, those are the big ones that jumped out at me. Is Chicken Run a Netflix one? Was that part of it? Oh, uh, that doesn't sound familiar Run to two, me. Right? But so maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I can't remember <laughs> I if that was know. included in there, but. I did see like a new update on Chicken Run, and I am I am looking forward to more Chicken Run. Okay. Yeah, cool stuff to look forward to. That's for sure. Yeah, no, a lot of stuff for sure. It's good. And this starting tomorrow is the is Gen V, the boys like college spinoff show. Oh my god, that's right. That which I'm is getting really for. good reviews already. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. So I'm, I believe two episodes are out tomorrow. I'm very excited to watch that for sure. Yeah. Only murders though. One more episode left. Are you caught up? No, this weekend we're catching up for Tuesday or whatever. So oh, right. You wanted to binge them all. That's right. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely going to binge them all. I can't stop those. The way those episodes end, I can't like just turn it off. Right. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. That's what you were saying. Yep. Yeah. And uh, sex good. education as well is out. Yes, we've been watching that. We have like three episodes left. 
It's good. It's, it's, it's also good. quite good. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I would love if they released like a box set of that show, but I don't think Netflix cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but that is something I would love to have on my shelf. So anyway. Sure. Enough about videos. Let's talk about video games because this okay. is the top down perspective and it's September 28th. Um, yeah. 2023 for the last time. There won't be another one of these. True. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. Another top down perspective. There won't be another one. This is a lot. There won't be That's- another September 28th, 2023. <laughs> That's a weird way to just say that. Like, this is the last episode ever. It's like there won't this be is another not one the of last these. episode. <laughs> no, nope. some. I can almost guarantee there will be another episode next week. It's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, I've just been playing nothing but Payday 3. Like, right, you were real excited. It seems from the from your Twitter, it seems like there has been a roller coaster of emotion around this game. So the thing is, is that there's a lot of really good things and additions to this game that make it incredible, like a really good follow up but also some really boneheaded things or decisions they made, particularly involving the fact that it is always online and you can't play by yourself offline. So even if you're playing by yourself, the way you do it is to lock your game to be invite only and then wait for a server to open for you to join it basically. (laughs) And it's, and this wouldn't necessarily be so bad if not for the first three days, they had constant server issues where nobody could play. <laughs> that was a big problem. And like, I like to go through these missions, these heists myself on the hardest difficulty uh, stealth wise, like the one of the first times or whatever. So I've been having just a nightmare of a time getting a game for a long time. And now that I got the games and like they worked the server issues out, it's a little more smooth sailing. There's some other weird decisions I'm not a big fan of. Uh, They definitely designed this game with the thought that you should always be playing with somebody because like some of the heists have just an objective or two that you like literally cannot do alone that you need at least one other person to like coordinate with. Which okay. is fine for like, like I. It's obvious that they designed it with the idea that you're going to be playing with somebody at some point at all times. But as so, somebody like me and a lot of the community, I found out actually don't like that because we all kind of like, like not not always do you have a buddy ready or a crew ready to go. So you like want to play by yourself a little bit, you know. <laughs> and yep. now that. Now I can't do like this major thing to get more experience and money because I need somebody else to hit a thing while I do a thing or whatever. And that sucks. Like that just feels is bad. it is it actually impossible or do you just need to get good? Um, Some of the stuff you do need another person to do a thing like, for example, the earliest one that most people will encounter is the first bank. You break into the vault and there's a bunch of. uh money bags with die packs on them that ruin the money if and you have a limited time to like make them uh to disarm them uh the fastest you can do i think there's hold on two four i think there's six you only have enough time on any difficulty if you're solo to do four if you're really quick so you will always ruin two no matter what and the AI isn't smart enough to, like, help you or any of that stuff. So just stuff like that where you need somebody else to, like, do something. But you could still finish the level. You just couldn't get, yeah, like, yeah, 100% yeah. Blah, yada. Yes. yes no, see. you can okay. finish all the levels or whatever, but you can't do them flawlessly or perfectly with uh, all the objectives or something for some of them. That's really right. all the problem is. Um, I mean, it's a heist game. You need, you're supposed to have a crew. I've seen the movies. I've seen Heat. It is true. And I guess technically you always do. But the computer is stupid. And they will literally just stand around and do nothing while you do everything. (laughs) I see. Okay. Uh, Okay, So that's some of the downsides. You said there's a lot of good things, though. So what's like, what are some good new things? So because they're using a real engine now, uh, I don't know if people are aware, but the old engine that they used for Payday 2 was their own like proprietary like racing engine that they kind of 
finagled together to make a shooter in with the mechanics and stuff, uh, which is kind of impressive. But that old engine sucks for a lot of things, and it's the reason why they couldn't release DLC on the consoles. So, like, console players got shafted really bad at a certain point uh, with updates. Uh, it had errors here and there doing stuff. It just had weird, janky ways of doing everything. But, like, I don't know. A lot of it was serviceable at the time and fine. This is, I think, Unreal. I'm sure I will be corrected if I'm wrong. But uh, because it's an actual engine that's made for shooters and stuff like that, the shooting and all that stuff feels good, finally, for the first time. Like, anytime it goes loud and you're being attacked by a bunch of cops and SWAT members and stuff like that, it at least feels like a competent, normal shooter in a way that these games I don't feel ever have. And that's kind of great, because, yeah, that's a big reason why I liked playing solo to begin with, is because I didn't like getting into giant gunfights in an engine that sucked at doing giant gunfights for the most part. Um... Google so, says uh, Unreal Engine 4 with plans yeah. to s- b- bump it up to 5 post-launch. Okay, yeah. Uh, that sounds about right then. So yeah, it it just feels better in that way. There's a lot of quality of life things that they added. Even to stealth, um, there's some... Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do now in stealth before you even put your mask on and, like, it's on sort of thing. Like, you can do a lot of stuff in right. casing mode is what they call it, and that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really positive changes, but uh, I don't know. It's been... I've been flip-flopping on it a little bit. The progression is still there. I know a lot of people in the community are kind of mad about the progression because it's tied to challenges, which are essentially just, like, an in-game achievement system, but I don't mind that, really. Like, it doesn't bother me too much because the achievements are literally just, like, get to level 20 beat this like stage on very hard like stuff that you would be doing normally anyway i feel like i might feel differently when i get to the point where the challenges i need to complete are very specifically do like x thing x amount of times and i don't want to do that thing then i'll probably be a little more pissy about it but right now it's fine and um it feels like there's a reason to actually do the mission's loud now, too, because there's a lot of stuff tied to the guns. You level up guns and stuff like that to unlock better mods and uh, cosmetic stuff for them. So everything about it just kind of feels a little bit better in the gameplay loop of it, even though there's like some technical issues here and there. And they've released kind of a, an idea of what's to come. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But uh, it is a little it's a little sp- uh sparse in content right now there are only eight heists in the game which i know is kind of a point of contention for some people but i will counter that by saying i am playing it on game pass because i have game pass and it is cross progression so if it leaves game pass my progress will transfer over to any other platform i decide to buy it on in the future right yeah i don't know it's been a good time i've been obsessed with it in the way that i get obsessed with payday uh where it is like i'd be playing it right now if we weren't doing this every night i come home and i play like three to five hours of it and the weekend i just spent an ungodly amount of time just kind of grinding out levels and seeing different ways you can approach different stuff with podcasts and videos on and stuff and i'm pretty lost in it so that's kind of the only thing i've been playing this week Nice. Yeah, I have it downloaded Game Pass as well. So I think it's going to be kind of the next co-op game once we finish Redfall. Cool. Um, But this week I'm just, I've been trying to mainline uh, Starfield. Yeah. I guess technically not mainlining it. I I finished up all the faction missions. Now I'm doing the the main story. I think I'm pretty close to the end. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I want to get this wrapped before I start Cyberpunk, which I also have downloaded and ready to go, which everyone is yeah. losing their mind over. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think I'm just going to start that game over because that seems to be like the consensus from like everyone. Yeah. Based on how many like new things there are. I was thinking about it, too, because apparently they change how the perks work. So like that was like the big thing. Yeah. So inherently that I don't know that I would even know how to like 
do my perks with my character at this point. But yeah, and they refunded everything. So you're going to have just like a ton of things to slot in. And so, yeah, nothing's going to kind of have a natural learning curve to it. Yeah, it's going to be weird. But at the same time, I don't want to play 10 hours of that campaign just to get to the content that I want, because apparently it's kind of deep in there. Not deep, deep, but like it's in. Oh, is it? I thought I heard the other way around, but maybe I you have to get to a certain point in the story, which is at least a few hours of play. Yeah. of just mainline. Well, that's fine cuz I would like to play a little bit of standard or I guess 2.0 uh-huh. Cyberpunk before I move into the DLC. Um, sure. so that seems seems good for me, but yeah, hopefully I can get to that this weekend. Yeah. Um cuz right now yeah, it's just it's Starfield and I'm I'm enjoying Starfield quite a bit. Yeah. It sounds like a lot cuz you're almost done. <laughs> almost good. done it, yeah. Yeah. Um and then so I've been playing a little bit of Resident Evil 8 for a weird reason. Um Is I'm it working iOS? on a it's going to be so I'm yeah. I'm doing a video for work where we're comparing a few different platforms um, because it can now run on the new iPhones. Right. That's actually the version I haven't played yet because that doesn't come out until is the 28th, the third. So Saturday, yeah. I guess. So I'm going to be playing that next week to kind of wrap up the last chunk of the video that we need. Mm-hmm. But so what this meant is I needed to capture and play a bunch of footage of the Xbox version, which I had played before. But I just, you know, I just started a new game and played like the first hour. OK, but what I wanted to bring up was that I played the Switch version, which is a <laughs> cloud version. Oh, OK. Yeah. How did that? Go? That sucks. Oh, OK. <laughs> I I really feel bad for anyone who is who only has a Switch and wants to play Resident Evil Village and they're stuck with the cloud version because I was playing it in the office where we had like we had like 250 down 100 megabits up that mm-hmm. is that is fast internet mm-hmm. this thing sucked like <laughs> rarely yeah. did the camera move smoothly for me oh man that's brutal so my character almost looked like they were just like moving at like on like an axis like a gear and i almost thought like is that just like a weird style thing they did for the switch version but no it's just because the leg was so long that it was like moving a whole chunk at a time (laughs) um so it just made like you know i set it to casual because i was like i don't need this to be hard i i don't like how scary it is even though it was like the second time i played through the the first hour um Mm -hmm. but just trying to get like headshots it was like this is mind numbing this is awful I'm going to just keep yeah. shooting them in the back because all I can do is as long as I'm hitting them, I guess that's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know who like. Yeah, I'm very curious what made them decide to put it on the switch, like what kind of data they had was seven wasn't on the switch, was it? Uh, A bunch of them released on the switch. Let me check it out here. I can't remember. I feel like seven was. Yeah. Uh, oh it is and it also was cloud so i guess like enough people bought the cloud version on switch where they were like all right that that is like green lights us doing the development for eight right yeah i know every every resident evil is on the switch if you don't count the uh old classics all of the remakes but i'm assuming it's just these two that are cloud um yeah, probably. I guess, I guess the big question is like, is six cloud? Because that would probably be a. No, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure that is an actual six. release. But that was also PS3, so like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that that, that is front. a that is a full release. So I guess I guess enough people bought Cloud Seven. Yeah. That they were like, this green lights eight for us, and I just can't imagine. Like, that that is so many unhappy people. And not only is it so many unhappy people, it's so many people that are just like, I'm not going to buy anything but the switch. And this is this is my life. And I just I play poor quality video games. And that's how I live my life every day. I wake up, I have breakfast, I play a poor quality video game and then I go to amongst my day. And that is just their life. And that's absurd to me. (laughs) Damn. Uh I mean, I'm sure a bunch of them are probably kids that got it for Christmas and love their parents. So, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I guess. And they just don't know any better. Yeah. Like, I think this is the equivalent of like someone who's like, yeah, I I watch all my TV on a standard def TV because I've never even heard of the term high definition. And so like, what am I? I don't know if I'm missing out on anything. Sure. 
Yeah. But then don't you feel bad for that person if they're playing the cloud version of Resident Evil 7 on their Switch and they think that's that's like the top of gaming. They don't they they have no concept for games that run better than this. They're just like this is what games are, right? This is this is video games? Uh no, I'm happy for them. It's uh the allegory of the cave, but for video it, games. It, it literally is Plato's <laughs> allegory. It absolutely is. Yeah. But for games. I, yeah. <laughs> As long as but if they happy. have a switch, okay, so they have a switch uh-huh. and they have like a somewhat stable internet connection, right? That I mean that those two things together, that's going to be a really niche set of gaming people. So, but yes, but they, okay. if they're if they're playing Cloud Seven to the yeah. point where they're like making progress, they must have a, a, a stable enough internet connection that it's they're not taking their to switch and throwing it against the wall. Sure, so they're coming yeah. back to it and playing it again. In yeah. that case. They've seen Fortnite, and that yeah, game they, looks they great on, and it. runs great on the Switch. Yeah, 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 for sure. So they know they have to know there's there's something else out there that there's better things out there. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm so sure. it's not it's not even allegory of the cave because they're being shown glimpses of a better future, <laughs> and they're just sitting there being there and they're looking at them and they're going, but that doesn't say Resident Evil Seven. That says Fortnite, and I only play games with an R in the name. There's an R like in Fortnite. <laughs> I guess Fortnite has an R. Okay, what's, what's a V? I should have said a V. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so it's like, so I do not understand this this gamer. I do not understand this person. <laughs> sure. They also have Resident Evil Two and Three remake in the cloud. So they okay half of, half of the library. <laughs> for this for the thing is cloud so gaming. So people must keep buying these. Yeah. Oh, surely they do. Oh. Okay, so it doesn't Weird. run good is what you're saying, I think. No, it doesn't. Well, I can all I can say is 8 doesn't run good. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. 7 might run a little bit better. If you wired it, I'm sure it might run better, but again, mm. I was I, I had some pretty great Wi-Fi. So yeah. If it wasn't running great on 250 down, 100 up, like what are you, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, that's tough for sure. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's it's mostly just Starfield this week. So let's talk about some news. Okay. Um, some stuff happened. Unity. Yes. Yep. It continued. We knew we were going to talk about it sooner or later when they updated stuff. They have walked back. Uh, their initial statement and uh, my article won't load yeah so they walked it back um they're actually offering kind of a both situation scenario where they you can choose the runtime fee based on your self-reported amount of downloads or installs or whatever or they will charge you a 2.5 percent revenue split at a certain point and you get to choose whichever one and they will take the let they will automatically take the lesser of those two, I believe, is the kind of end agreement that they came up with. Yeah, I have the quote right here for games that are subject to the runtime fee. We are giving you a choice of either a 2.5 percent revenue share or the calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. And I understand yeah. the the people engaging is Actually, let me just read this next sentence. Unity says both of these numbers are self-reported from yeah. data developers. My question is, why wouldn't they just lie? Uh, because I mean, because no matter what, like you have to provide some backup for what you're self-reporting. So they'll they'll have to provide a document of some sort uh, that tracks. But yeah, I mean, they wouldn't. I don't think they would necessarily lie. I'm sure some devs would, but. Uh, yeah, no, I don't and then know. Another, another one of the big updates I wanted to touch on is um, Unity says that no game with less than a million dollars in trailing 12-month revenue will be subject to the runtime fee. So if your game does not make a million dollars within the first year, you're fine. So they're really okay. just targeting yeah. games that are selling a lot very quickly. And then the other big update is the... Um, this was in a letter from Unity, so this, this is why it's our, uh, worded like this. Next, the letter announces that the fee will only apply to software developed using the next LTS version of Unity, which ships in tw- 2024. Yeah, that's very important. Which means that's important because what that means is anyone who is uh, developing a game on Unity right now 
will not have any of these issues unless they upgrade to the latest model of Unity, which is not even out yet. So everyone, all the developers that we were seeing on Twitter saying, I'm getting off. It's going to ruin everything that I'm working on right now. I have to stop development. They're actually fine now. They can just deal with the current model that they, they were already fine with, that they already agreed to. But if they want to update their game or if anyone wants to start development next year, then it's a question of do you want to continue with Unity because now you have to deal with the new contract. And I think the big takeaway from all of this is, you know, you even you even mentioned, did they do something extreme just so like when they walk it back, they seem like the good guys? Right. Maybe that was the long term play. But regardless, they fucked who up. on earth would trust Unity at this point? Totally. And it's not even the game developers themselves. Other companies like what? If you're Microsoft, why would you ever want to deal with like Unity if you could help it <laughs> at this point? Especially after they're like, no, don't worry about it. We'll charge Microsoft the runtime fee. And they're like, wait, you're going to do what now? <laughs> like, why would any company want to work with them? at this point like i don't it's know what like, they decide this was a bad the, tr- the trust is lost so like totally. yeah, at this point like even even if this was great if it worked out fine for them unity has now proven that they are completely comfortable with at the drop of a hat saying Changing. what yeah. if we threw everyone under the bus to make more money and then just like seeing what happens and why would why would you want to work with someone like that like yeah especially I, because they tarnished in their, t- their name so bad it would yeah. take like y- it would probably take years of good faith before anyone starts coming back to unity. Honestly, it would take probably cleaning out the current managers and structure, like completely starting new. And even then it would still take good faith uh, from there. But because yeah, I mean, I even at know. that point, it's like, well, that's great that you changed the guard, did all that. But yeah. I've been working on Unreal now for the last 18 months. No, I'm not coming back to Unity that, for the same reason. Like, that's just hard to do. Like, y- y- what, what incentives do I have here? Like, totally. No, it's like what they've done so much to hurt themselves and the industry with like this stupid play that it's it's incredible. Actually, I was listening to some people talk about this and apparently Unity is also the thing that like if you are going into game design and you take like a course, they're going to teach you Unity because it's the easiest one for... There's a kid in a little town called White Rock, which is actually where my girlfriend's from, weirdly, that like he's 13 years old and he's releasing a game, I think, this year or something. And he used Unity because Unity is so simple. It's kind of the learning platform. So a lot of schools apparently have been using Unity. And now they're all like, why would the fuck would we use this? We want to set our students up for like success and the... Yeah. This company obviously doesn't give a shit about anybody who uses their stuff. They retroactively changed a part of their TOS that they added years ago saying we will not like be able to change anything without notice from these terms of service. They just got rid of that like to get, do this little stunt. Like why would anybody trust them? Fuck Unity. They're complete garbage at this point and I hope I'm glad the devs that are working on stuff won't get screwed over for now. But I sincerely hope everybody leaves it and tries to find something better if they can, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting to see if if Unity comes up in the news at any point anymore, um, if there's any more to the story. But yeah, no, I, I think that's at this point, it's people should be very careful about working with this company. Mark it in your calendar like three or four years from now. Let's see if they're still making any money at all when enough time has gone by that people well that are working on projects now have them out one of the things i was hearing during all of this is unity also works for like <clears throat> the american military oh yeah uh, so that's true. they get, they have tons of contracts in the military so yeah i'm sure they looked at the thing and said yeah we could like screw over a bunch of small game developers but who cares we're designing rockets over here Yeah. Uh, And they bring in a ton of money. So let's just get more money out of them. Yeah, true. So Unity will probably be fine because they're making weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. All right. Don't nod. They have a game coming out called Banishers Ghosts of New Eden. 
Mm-hmm. People don't remember Donod, they made Life is Strange, and then there was a trailer for this one talking about like ghosts and stuff. This was supposed to come out in November, on November 7th, which I completely didn't really realize. Mm. Um, but the point of this new story is they are pushing it to February, literally for the reason of there's too many games coming out this fall. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I'll read the quote here. We've decided to postpone the release of this new franchise by three months as the market is experiencing an intense release cycle for AAA titles on PC and consoles at the end of the year. We are convinced that a commercial release of Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden during a less saturated period will give it the detention it deserves. So yet another game getting out of the way of this fall's heavy release cycle. It's honestly I'm glad. I'm glad. I didn't even realize it was coming out. I was interested in this game. There's no way I would have had time for it. Totally. Yeah, no, for sure. This is a good move. I like that PR companies and publishers have started kind of realizing, oh, it's stupid to hold on to a date just because like we promised a stockholder meeting that when like a million other things are coming out. I'm well, glad I'm sure that- and they're already seeing some games coming out that are on the smaller side. I'm thinking like Immortals of AVM. Yeah. Do terribly. And they're like, crap, that was kind of the scale of game we were making. Yeah, we can't let that happen to us. We can't be eaten up by whatever release. Yeah, for sure. Because November is usually Call of Duty month, too. So I don't know why people would ever try to release in November if they could help it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Epic Games laid off 16 percent of their employees this week. That was today, wasn't it? Or was that was it today, yesterday? It, which equaled okay. around 830 employees. Um, right. Which is a huge there's a lot of people working at Epic Games. Um, yeah. So that's a bummer to see, especially because I was seeing a lot of people saying like Epic keeps bringing in billions of dollars. Like we keep seeing Sony investing like a billion. 200 million was the year before that. I think Lego even put in close to a billion in the last year or so. Uh, so it is weird to see that they aren't able to support this much staff. But, um, you know, capitalism. I mean, it makes they overhire like the thing that makes me actually think, oh, this isn't just like Tim Sweeney. Probably. I mean, it is part of that. But Tim Sweeney wanting another yacht is they also got rid of Bandcamp and uh, some other like side business stuff. They, they got rid of off. all of Bandcamp. It's just gone. Yeah, they sold it off to. Uh, oh, I didn't see, see that one. Along. OK, I think it's in here. Song Trade R Song Tratter. Apparently or, it's uh, well, it's probably song trader, right? Song trader. Yeah. So yeah. and apparently they're just going to keep doing what Bandcamp does. But yeah, the fact that they're selling off other investments kind of says to me, oh, yeah, they're probably actually hemorrhaging money. <laughs> that way that I saw that can. a lot of uh, media tonic, the developers behind Fall Guys got hit kind of heavily. They're not mm. yeah. c- completely gone, um, but that's a bummer to see. You get purchased up by a company and then a bunch of you guys get laid off. Apparently, uh, um, Super Awesome's advertising business is going independent, so they're not do- using that anymore or something. So, yeah, they're getting rid of a lot of uh, fat, I guess. They're trimming the fat a little bit. It's too bad, though. It sucks. Oh, for sure. Um, on the other side, we're of, game- of companies that don't make money, GameStop. <laughs> yeah. This was this was just kind of a funny read. Uh, headline reads: GameStop's new billionaire boss calls for extreme frugality in email to staff. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I guess the I guess he was a GameStop chairman. This is guy, this guy named Ryan Cohen, who was the founder of Chewy, the like like energy granola bars. Uh, he was a chairman. He oh. appointed himself the CEO. So he's <laughs> the current CEO of GameStop. He did this on Thursday. Okay. So he, in his introductory email, um, I'm just going to read it to you because it's pretty okay. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's the full email. Okay. I will be straight to the point. It is not sustainable for GameStop to operate <laughs> a money losing business. <laughs> yeah. The mission is to operate hyper efficiency and profitability. Our expense structure must allow us to endure any adverse scenario, whether it's a difficult economy or revenue deceleration from shrinking software, we must be profitable. Our job is to make sure GameStop is here for decades to come. Extreme frugality is required. 
Every expense at the company must be scrutinized under a microscope and all waste eliminated. The company has no use for delegators and money wasters. I expect everyone to treat company money like their own and lead by example. Prospering in retail means survival. If we survive, we stay in the game. Survival is avoiding the deadly sins that often lead retailers to self-destruct. This is usually a result of the following. Buying bad inventory, using leverage, and running expenses too high. By avoiding these self-inflicted mistakes and focusing on the basics, GameStop can be here for a long time. I expect everyone to roll up their sleeves and work hard. I'm not getting paid, so I'm either going down with the ship or turning the company around. I much prefer the latter. It won't be easy. Best of luck to us all, Ryan. So I was wondering, like, when he's saying we have to be, like, hyper-efficient and whatever, I was just thinking, motherfuckers just sit there at a desk and wait for people to come in and give money. But then when he brings up the, like, buying bad inventory, I'm like... Okay, I see. Some GameStops are probably just still being like, yeah, we'll buy your copy of Madden that we're never going to sell or something. Well, that or so I read that line as like, what do you mean you should stop buying bad inventory? Half your store are Funko Pops. Newsflash, that's bad inventory. No one wants a Funko Pop. And like the Funko Pops that collectors do want, they are not going to get at a GameStop. They're going to pay way too much money for it on eBay. (laughs) So like, I don't know, but yeah, get out of that market, probably. <laughs> How does yeah, I don't know, GameStop like, even turn it? Like, let's say we're employees, we read this, and we're <clears> like, <throat> okay, we got to make a change. We're gonna get this ship turned around. Sorry, let me just get let me get into the headspace. Okay, so I'm making w- minimum wage. Yeah, my manager probably hates me. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. And they didn't pay. They didn't fully pay out your vacation time either. Uh, just to I really get vacation time. I'm I'm making minimum wage. Well, and I get vacation time. No, well, there's no, no way. They're, no, they they're didn't. Making me work. They're making me work 37 hours a week so that I do just not so get you don't have to. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, 37 and a half or whatever. Um. Okay. How do you even turn this around? Like, say you're the you manager don't. of a GameStop. You can't do anything to turn it around. No. <laughs> we literally talked about this like a week ago with the like next Xbox stuff. Mm-hmm. Physical media is it's dead, is dying. Yeah, it is absolutely dying. Yeah. And this this is the kind this is the exact attitude of someone who knows it's dying and is scraping at anything they possibly can to yeah. make the last couple bucks available. And and then, yeah, if you're anyone like below management, you do not you don't give a shit and there's no way you're treating company money like your own. <laughs> yeah, I believe in GameStop so much. If this company sinks, I sink. I'm sinking with it. I'm 16 years old. Yeah, right. Yeah. Honestly, like, when was the last time you went into a GameStop and, like, smiled? Like, you felt good about it? I mean, I'll do you one better. I don't remember the last time I've walked into a Game Store, period. Yeah, that's me, too. I, I honestly could not even tell you the last time I went into a GameStop. I think it like I think I went into one to buy Persona 5 when that came out the first time, not Royal, the first time back okay. whenever that was. So that might have been the last time. Like 2018-ish, 2017-ish, somewhere yeah, around there? Yeah, probably around there, yeah. Okay, so like five or six years ago. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, this is totally grasping at straws, just trying to like, hope that he has a career here at the end of the year whatever that's funny that's a funny email actually it yeah it is super weird and it definitely like screams like i'm a manager who cares too much all right last little bit jim ryan is stepping down as ceo of playstation he is retiring in march of 2024 uh hiroki totoki hiroki totoki (laughs) <laughs> will assume the role of chairman of SIE effective October 2023. Um, effective Until they April find a replacement. 1st, yeah. Uh, will be appointed interim CEO of SIE while he continues his current role at Sony Group. And yes, they, they will be finding a replacement in, after that time. Yeah. End of an era, I guess. I don't really have like much to say about Jim Ryan other than he seemed like an old white dude who... Fuck Jim Ryan. I'm glad he's gone. Okay. Yeah. 
fuck that guy. I'm just trying to think because like I remember like no one liked Sean Layden, but he also wasn't there for very long. Yeah, I forgot. I, actually I can't really him. think of anything like super negative from Jim Ryan. He just he wasn't in like the public persona as much as like Phil Spencer is or we'll forget about uh, Jim Ryan as well. He'll be forgotten. I just hope the next one isn't worse. I guess you just never know. And did it say 30 years at PlayStation? Since 1994 or something. Yeah. Well, that's... Or is that PlayStation itself was 94? Oh, it just says, after 30 years, I've made the decision to retire. So I guess he was at a... Yeah. Some part of Sony for 30 years. All right. With that, let's do some questions. Uh, if you'd like to send a question, top down perspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Uh, this first one, I'll read this one. Rasterman wrote in with a quiz. Okay. Pull it up so it's not spoiled for either of us. Okay. Skipping all of the genie-related stuff. Ah, eat it. <laughs> oh, my God. How much genie-related stuff is there? Well, I'm just trying to, like, piece together the sentences. I'll just read the genie okay. stuff, I guess, as well. <laughs> Okay. Legally bound wizard Gabriel has been doing some work behind the scenes, but he can't seem to get things right for some reason. During his many ups and downs, he got into the position of curating Steam games, okay. particularly some of the worst reviewed ones. Okay. This is actually a really long-winded way of asking if you can guess which of these are in the bottom 50 games as of this writing. September bottom 22nd. 50. Okay. That's a, so yeah, that's he's a given big a, he's given us a list of games here. And we're supposed to guess if they're in the bottom 50 bottom 50 list. Is that just like of all steam? Because these seem like good games. Some of these or a lot of these. I can't imagine they're in the, the worst 50. Of all well, of he's probably I mean, that's the quiz, right? He's probably mixing in good ones that might throw us off or whatever. OK, I would assume most of these. OK, anyway. All right, first okay. one, NBA 2K24. Oh, that's easily in the bottom 50. People hated the monetization. They got huge backlash. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, yes, it was. Okay, Redfall, that's probably in the bottom. Yeah, Redfall, especially on Steam, because people paid money for that. So, yeah, for sure. Right, true. Yes, Payday 3. People seemed upset <laughs> last week. Oh, man. So, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably there. It's not. Okay. I can also see that, honestly. Okay, this one's easy. Dynasty Warriors 9. It's a Musha game. Of course, it's in the bottom 50. I don't think it is. It is. Told okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler, Musha games are trash. No, they're uh, pretty good. Kerbal they're Space fine. Program 2. Oh, 2. I, don't, I haven't heard much about I haven't about people, people talk about 2. So probably, I don't haven't heard much at all. I'm going to say it's not. I think people like it. I'm going to say it. yeah. It is. Otherwise, people would be hyping it more. It's not. Okay. I've, I don't hear people talk about it at all. Uh, Hunt Down the Freeman. I don't know what this is. Is this a mod for Half-Life 2? <clears throat> Down the Freeman. I'll say no, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll say no. It's not. Whatever that is. Airport yeah. Simulator 2014. That's extremely that is specificity <laughs> makes me think, yes, it is. But I don't know why I, I have no be. idea. No, it's not. OK, Madden NFL 24. I don't I didn't hear anyone talk about this year's Madden. Madden, I'll say no. I don't know. I have to say no as well. It. Yes, it is. OK, fair. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 episode one. I'm going to say yes, it is. It's a Sonic game. Yeah, I'm going to say it is. I think people hated that one. Oh, episode. it's not fucking weirdos. Okay. Oh, it's episode two. People hated then they hated. One I don't of them. know. I hated yeah. all of them. No, they're fine. Deus Ex the fall. I don't even know what that is. I'll say yes. I'm going to say no. It is, I guess. Okay. Call of Duty Warzone. Oh. Is so that fan base free to play enough? battle royale, right? Yeah, I'll say no. I thought it was popular, so I guess I'll say yeah. no. It is. What? Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe if you just got enough, if you get enough gamers in a room, it turns negative. That's I mean, that's true. Realize. That's why I don't talk to gamers. Monopoly Plus. Oh, I've seen so many TikTok ads for that. I'll say yeah. 
I think people just hate it because of that. I have that. no idea. It's not. Okay, fair. All right, thanks for the quiz. <laughs> Inter- yeah, that was pretty interesting. Weird array of games, to be sure. Um, Ahiave says, what game surprised you with the actors they managed to sign? It could be something simple, like Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight, or it could be whatever bonkers cast Command & Conquer Red Alert 3 or Quest for the Code had. And then there's some links there if we want to check those out. Games surprise you with actors that they managed to sign. I mean, Nicolas Cage was kind of a big one for, like, everybody on the internet, right? That was huge for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's the first game Nicolas Cage has been in. Yeah, yeah. this Red Alert. Uh, let me just read you some of these names that are jumping out to me. Tim Curry. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. George yeah. Takai. David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty... Those are like the biggest names here. That's still pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Keanu and Cyberpunk is a good, good pull for sure. That was a big thing. Oh, and Idris Elba. That, that was a big surprise as well. Honestly. What was Cyberpunk's the last one you said? Some Idris Elba. Uh, oh, Idris Elba. Good. Yeah, but the Keanu one, like that was like a huge meme and a, and a moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Um. Oh my god, I feel like there's some other things I just can't think of right now. No one from Death Stranding. Oh yeah, the fact that Jeff Keighley's in there is kind of funny, I guess. I don't know, I don't care about Norman I guess I just, Reedus. I wasn't really like surprised. Yeah, because Hideo Kojima has the biggest hard on for Hollywood ever. Of course he's going to hire whoever. The fact that he got rid of Toro. David Hayter, uh for a snake is kind of shitty just because he loves um what's his name what's 24 guy uh, the 24 guy yeah um, yeah Kiefer sutherland yeah just because he loves Kiefer sutherland like that was surprising in a way that i kind of hate <laughs> yeah that's true that's a good one yeah nothing really else is coming to mind for me yeah yo you know what was a fun one was um Saints Row the Third, when Burt Reynolds showed up. Okay. And even your character was like, holy shit, Burt Reynolds, hell yeah. <laughs> I like oh, that. That was pretty good. D- doesn't, like, don't the GTA games have a few kind of good cameos oh, sure from they, people? I'm sure they have tons. I don't know if they're playing themselves or if they're just voice acting. Although, uh, wait, GTA Online didn't have, uh, like, Dr. Dre a couple Oh, here we ago. go. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson was in, uh, in, I think it was, it doesn't say here, but he was in, not Vice, what's the other, San Andreas, as like the dirty cop or whatever. I thought that was fun. Kevin writes, what are some good video games for fans of classic literature? Oh, obviously Dante's Inferno. It's a one-to-one of uh, the, the... (laughs) great tragedy or whatever that no uh, yeah i guess Dante's you can't really comedy. take genre into account so you have to just kind of go off of like the themes and stuff so like maybe that one would work what was the one um last year from obsidian the adventure game the one from obsidian oh my god the outer worlds that one no 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 the adventure game the where it's all like manuscript kind of pages, the art. Uh, oh, Pentiment. Pentiment. Sure. I think that I think that one would be pretty good. Um. Oh my God, Disco Elysium probably. It's very bookish in the way you kind of do stuff. Another RPG. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like what type of books? Like classic literature. There's all of the Sherlock Holmes games, even though they're kind of more horror game bent than the books are are they i thought they were kind of adventure game here sometimes yeah yeah but they deal with like creepy mystery stuff not like whodunits as much the witcher of course (laughs) that's actually like a super obvious one now that that said (laughs) i'm just trying to think of games that are kind of based on books uh spec ops the line has a very 
good not, story. Is that thing. based on a book? I don't know. Let me look it up. I I know there was that you know somewhat famous like uh, uh like article written about it, which I read that from mm-hmm. Brendan Key or Keo in Australia. But I don't I don't think the game was based on a book. Yeah, I can't find anything. Up series, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the no, one I had was Pentiment, so that was my answer for that. Yeah, fair. Uh, Dead writes, what's the closest you've been to dying? Right now, every day we get a little bit closer, son. It, you day. know, it, it was probably actually just like making like a like a blind turn in a car and accidentally yeah. like getting like a little too close to just being t-boned like but nothing like really exciting like that just like oh shit i i did not check my blind spot that could have got bad i mean the scary idea is that you've probably been like a second away from death like thousands of times in your life and you just never knew <laughs> i mean i hope not but yeah maybe <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? It's such a bad feeling. An invisible force is just kind of nudging you a little bit. You're just your a guardian angel. Yeah. Did you have an answer for this one? No, not really. Okay. VGC Kenny, which restaurant would you spend 24 hours in with the following amenities? The only people in the restaurant are you, anyone who you invite, and workers who rotate shifts every six hours and are paid double to do this. Okay. You can order from the menu whenever you want at no cost to you. You can bring whatever you want inside the restaurant, be it like a console, PC and games, books, movies, TV, bed, etc. And you can live stream the experience, but a quarter of the money you make during this time goes to the restaurant. And another quarter goes to employee working this. Does your answer change if it was 48 hours? Uh, well, it seems I, like you can basically set up your own little room here and like no one will bug you. You don't have to do the live stream thing. Yeah. I'll answer so the point, last just part. Like, My answer doesn't change if it's 48 hours because I'm going to pick something I could spend 24 hours in. Well, so is the real question here like what the, like the food that you like at this point? I guess so. I was thinking of like a stupid answer, like, uh, I don't know, Margaritaville or something, just so I can listen to that Jimmy Buffett song a million times on repeat. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, I've never been to a Margaritaville. I no, so. You know that I might get bored. Yeah. And I know it's like a short period of time, so it's almost just kind of like an endurance test to see if you can get through it. But if it's yeah. like. If it if, if I might want to pick something where I can get up and do stuff, so stuff that comes to mind is like Chuck E. Cheese. I can go Chuck like E. Cheese. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally me too. Or a barcade, or or something. Or yeah, a barcade. Yeah. So what I was gonna say that down here, like Dave and Buster's, where it's like an arcade, a full restaurant, and then they have like big screen TVs that are usually showing sports. But yeah, you know that's neither here nor there. What might also be fun though is like, Oh man, I haven't been to one of these. What are they're in the States? What is the like midi- medieval times? Oh yeah, I haven't been to one either. Yeah. So like, you know, anything that's like almost a dinner and a show, it's like, oh, I could break up my day like this. And then make them just spar for 24 hours. <laughs> That'd be well, real I, fun. Not, I mean, the people who aren't normally are the spars, they're coming in to do their shift and they're getting paid yeah. double. So they're probably happy to do their regular work for twice the pay. Totally. I don't think I would live stream it. Yeah. I mean, there's no benefit to me. I guess the money I make yeah. on the stream, but like, I don't. Yeah, who cares? So though? in this scenario, I guess I'm making no money, right? Yeah, but you're like, also so spending what is, what, none. So who cares? Okay, so now, but I'm spending my time. So now Your what time. is the actual incentive for me to do it? Because I don't want to spend like a weekend st- stuck in the medieval times. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah, no. Like, I guess you have to, because you're right. I like my answer is, oh, I don't. Next question, like, because I'm not. I don't want. Yeah, to do you that. do have to. <clears throat> so okay, so I think I I think I pick like a Dave and Buster's. I bring a bunch of my close friends, and it's basically just like you know, 
old school birthday party. We're going to the arcade yeah. and stuff together, but we're adults and we're going to play in the arcade for a bit. Then we're going to watch a movie and then they're probably going to go home and I'm going to be like, all right, I'll see you in 18 hours <laughs> because they don't they're not stuck here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's probably the answer. All right. Uh, no, let's baby says I'm going to Calgary slash Banff in March for my birthday and to see the Seattle Kraken. Any places to check out? Uh, slash places to eat. Yeah, okay. So March, so it'll still be cold and slushy out. So that's it'll a be slushy. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Hopefully not cold, but I mean, we've had stranger things happen. Oh, it's it's it'll still be cold, guaranteed. Probably. Like, it will probably I feel be like cold. we start getting, I shouldn't say we anymore. I feel like Calgary starts getting warm <laughs> in like May. Yeah. At like the earliest. Um, Okay, Banff is absolutely great to go. There is, let's see if I can find the name of it. There is a a small lake near Banff called Lake Minnewanka. That's M-I-N-N-E-W-A-N-K. It's a short drive from Banff, like the entrance to Banff. If you're coming from Calgary, you'll get to a part where it's like, you'll you know, you'll pass... Canmore, which is another nice little town right outside of Banff. You'll pass Canmore, and then when it says, hey, take a left to go into Banff, if you take a right and then drive for like 10 minutes, there's a really nice little lake there with a great gorgeous view of a mountain. I always go there when I go to Banff. Um, but Banff itself, the gondola up to like the tippy top is very cool. It's a little expensive, but... All of Banff is the, expensive, The though. view like, you prepared. get is incredible. Go to the Banff Springs, uh, yeah. the, the, the hot springs... Yeah, absolutely worth springs. it you're in a you're in a hot a giant hot tub outside on the edge of a mountain incredible incredible walk around the Banff springs hotel um don't stay there because it is the most expensive thing in your life but yeah. you're basically but you, they let you just walk into it and you can kind of just look at it and they always have it decorated and it looks like hogwarts and that's like just a nice walk to do that for sure you can also walk along the uh the river all the way to the Banff springs hotel that's a nice walk to do there's some small waterfalls yeah. There's a Japanese restaurant. I forget the name of it in Banff. It's just off the main drag. Banff is kind of one main drag. Um, I can't imagine there's a lot of Japanese restaurants there, but I think that place is extremely tasty. So I recommend that one. Yeah. If you're adventurous, <clears throat> there's a place called the Grizzly House and you can get a bunch of off the grid meats. Type oh, of thing. actually, yeah. If this is like your one time going to Banff, go to the Grizzly House. It is on the more expensive side, but it it's is. kind of a fun experience. You're in like a like a massive log cabin. Yeah. And they have fondue there. You could go there just for like dessert and get chocolate fondue. But if you want to go over there for the meats, they, they have like ostrich and crocodile and stuff like that. Steak. And they have the fun little thing where every re- table has a phone. Yeah. And you pick it up and you can phone other tables. And that's <laughs> that's a really silly, weird thing you can just do. <laughs> yeah. That Yeah. But, I mean, the thing about Banff is that you you're probably not going to miss no matter what you do. It's a tourist destination for a reason. There's a lot of really yeah. good stuff. Just be prepared to spend money. Um, if you are able to drive half an hour to an what? hour, I think northwest a bit. Lake Louise is beautiful, too. Um, it might be frozen, though. The Lake, lake Louise is super beautiful. But yes, from Calgary, Lake Louise is like a three hour drive. Um, well, so, it's, you know, it's not too that. far from Banff itself, as long as the roads aren't bad. That's also kind of the problem, is that those roads can be really Right, but bad. Banff is also like an hour, hour and a half yes. from Calgary, so you're it adding is. on to that. But yes, Lake Louise is is incredibly gorgeous, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. In terms of Calgary... Oh, I mean, it's I a know. city. Like, uh, So, it depends what you want to do, is kind of I think it also thing. depends where you're staying, because Calgary yeah. is super spread out. True. That that you know that's the thing like that a, a lot of the cities like where, where I'm in around here is they're they're very condensed. Yeah. But Calgary's so spread out. I'm going to assume you're going here and you have a car. I I, I hope you do. You probably want to rent a car. Yeah. Um, if not just to get to Banff, but to get around Calgary. But yeah. what are some of your high uh, like favorite restaurant spots? Because you probably know a lot more than I do now. <sighs> uh, I mean. Uh, 
I like going out for Japanese cuisine, and there's a shit ton of them. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything kind of fun or... Oh, you should probably... If you're here and you're willing to spend a little bit of money, I can't remember the name of it. There's a Brazilian steakhouse that's really good. Uh, I actually have one thing bookmarked for the next time I go to Calgary. There's a... Uh, I just saw it like on Instagram. Class Clown Hamburgers. Seemed okay. pretty good, so I want to try that when I get there. Peter's Drive-In is like a staple for burgers, milkshakes, and stuff. I think <clears> it's Bolero, but it's pretty far south for me, so I don't, I haven't been down there. Uh, yeah, Peter's Drive-In is good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like special hat because the big thing obviously is the stampede, but that's not for like months after you, you'll be here. What other attract you could go to the Calgary Tower. I don't I necessarily wouldn't recommend it. It's not that big and it is. Also, like, I think I saw this person's from Seattle. So you have the Space Needle. Yeah. It's the same thing, but red <laughs> and smaller. It, it does have a revolving uh, restaurant up there. I think what you should do is go to COP. That is the ski park that is inside the city. Even mm-hmm. if you're not a skier or a snowboarder. They have um, like big inner tube slides that you can go down this hill in the snow, like toboggan style on these big inner tubes. That's a ton of fun. So that's a that's a fun outing that I always recommend people do. OK, that's pretty. Yeah, that time like Princess Island Park is usually kind of nice in the summer, but it won't it probably won't be nice enough for you to walk around that at that time. Yeah, cold. Uh, I don't know. Ice if- skating around downtown, though, if you want to do ice skating, there's plenty of places. Bonus Park has ice skating. Yeah, there's that little rink across from the uh, the uh, city hall oh, as well. Uh, yeah, Olympic Park. Isn't that, what, isn't that what it's called? Olympic Plaza? Olo- Olympic Plaza. Yeah, that's kind of nice. They have like usually lights up and stuff too at night if you go during the night. Um, the zoo here is actually pretty good. Like it would be worth if you like animals and stuff, it would might be worth checking out. But again, the time it has a huge here. dinosaur exhibit for sure. Um, you won't have sure zoo lights on though. Cause that, that's no. a Christmas thing. Yeah. It won't have, if that. you're looking for other day trip out of town stuff, Drumheller has one of the most famous dinosaur fossil museums in the world. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's about worth an hour seeing. away from Calgary. It's worth seeing some of the best ice cream is in Cochrane as well. If you're going to take a day trip out there, that's pretty good. What's the, what's the spot? Uh, let me find you out know, the name of it. Drop some names. It is, I think it's McKay's. Let's quickly. Cochran is outside of Calgary, though, so that is a drive. Yeah, McKay's, McKay's ice cream in Cochran. Okay. That's a kind of nice uh, half-day trip. It's not far out of Calgary, I will say. If you're a nerd, Sentry Box is a huge board game, card game store kind of just outside of downtown entry box sure i'm trying to think if there's any other like big nerdy things if you want a game store you'll want video game traders uh off 17 goes too right yeah i think so yeah i mean i mean if listen I saw you're in the Discord. You know I'm there. If you need specific recommendations, you can just DM me and I'll get back to you about something. But it's kind. Of, these are just basic things that like maybe everybody should check out if they're here. Okay, Suku Suku writes, "What is your favorite unconventional competitive game like Catherine or Sanrio World Smash Ball?" Um. I like watching competitive Tetris a lot. Like when you have sure, grandmasters that, racing, that's yeah. really yeah. cool. That's fun. Yeah. I don't watch a ton of it, but when I have watched it, yeah, I've watched Tetris. I've watched some Catherine and just, you know, the, the few times I watch awesome games on quick, just seeing the weird speed runs and races are pretty fun. But yeah, I don't have a great answer for this one. I don't watch a lot of it to play wind jammers is really good. Okay. Phantom Aegis writes, Ahoy TDP crew. Overall, do you prefer paid potato or corn chips slash crisps? Corn. 100%. I prefer. I was going to say potato, but I don't really eat chips in general. Okay. 
Hebrew Lantern writes, what is the what was the first thing that made you think I'm officially too old? Trick or treating. Oh, that's you know that might like, technically be it. Yeah. Um, Maybe Santa, but, but like I I never I don't remember that moment where I kind of realized Santa didn't exist. Oh, it just kind of like gradually happened. I guess so, or something. Maybe through osmosis or something. If I'm trying to think of one that was like kind of recent, it would be uh, Gen Zers wearing baggy pants. <laughs> if I want to think of something more recent, it's when I worked in a Staples warehouse when I was in my like mid 20s. And every other person that worked there were talking about prom and grad because they were all 18. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. I can't be around you. <laughs> like, this is so far out of my scope at this point that I don't sure. understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hero. Oh, final question from Hayes Hero X. If you were a video game fighting character, where would your stage be? How would the stage represent you or show your personal style? What would my stage be? Mine would either be in a movie theater and okay. that could be kind of fun because there'd probably be like short little clips of movies that would like come on and off in the background and they would all be little spoofs of like, oh, I know which movie that is, but it, yeah, know, okay. it, would, be, uh, it would be twisted enough or, or styled enough that they wouldn't get in trouble. And there would be like patrons coming in and they would like trip and spill popcorn Someone in the back is like having sex. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pee Wee Herman. The other idea I had would be a gym and you would see people yeah. in the background like working out and, and silly and, stuff like that would happen. And doing weird shit like leaving flossers on the ground or something. Whatever the last yeah, thing the was. People who go to the gym can be <laughs> super weird. Yep. Absolutely. What would the stage be? um would it be like a warehouse would it be like at an airport like that's my job but i don't know that that's like a personality thing necessarily okay. yeah i guess so if we like that could actually just happen i could get in a fight at the airport <laughs> and it becomes a stage well you could get in a fight anywhere <laughs> yeah no you're right you're right um i don't know i would want some like weird abstract like tech world or something probably just cords and garbage like like the cyberpunk type style of observer and not cyberpunk just like disgusting shitty cords and like old tech everywhere sort okay. of thing not like sleek sexy cyberpunk in my gym one there would be one character you'd see in the background and he would walk in and he's super skinny. And as the fight goes on and he does more exercises, he's getting more and more muscular. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> so you just kind of watch him on his fitness journey. That's pretty cool. Actually, I like that. Uh, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Uh, payday three. And mine is the Switch Cloud version of Resident Evil. Vill no, it's Starfield. <laughs> what a mouthful. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next week.